All right. Hopefully this means that it's working. So for those of you who are uh, hanging out patiently waiting, <laughs> this is Shion Miller. We're here with episode 70 of Kuden. I apologize for the late start. Let me just make sure things working right here. All right. So uh, I apologize for the late start. I'm trying a new service and software and all that so I can multi-stream and all this technological stuff for the 21st century ninja, right? So um, anyway, we should be right now. It's telling me that we are, but I don't know. I got spanked by Facebook last month for uh, speaking what I thought was the truth. Uh, and it was just kind of an offhanded, funny little kind of stab. And um, anyway, got put in jail for three days, <laughs> Facebook jail. And uh, then they told me that I couldn't go live for a month and I couldn't advertise for a month and all that. So I don't know. Hopefully all that stuff's done. So anyway, uh, I apologize to anybody who tried this on Facebook and it didn't go on. I won't know until after this is done. But we should be on Facebook. We should be on uh, my YouTube channel and we should be on uh, Twitter via their Periscope service. That's Twitter's live kind of thing. Twitter, Periscope, something like that. Anyway, so uh, the theme for the day, oh, where's my notes? Got to bring my notes in, right? I've got notes everywhere. Right, you'll see as I move things around, um, I've got things all over the place, right? So uh, the other day on, uh, actually, are we recording? <laughs> Better double check that before I do anything here. Hold on one second. Am I recording? I don't know. I hope so. Anyway. <laughs> uh uh, no, I am not. So how do I make that happen? Well, I'm not recording on this side. I should be recording on the other places uh, for their services, but I wanted a backup just in case. So uh, where the hell is my recording button? Sorry, I, I went through all this stuff and um, thought I had it. <laughs> Later on, we may have to edit this and uh, cut this out, or you'll just get to see that, you know, this is what life is like for a modern-day ninja who's trying to make all this stuff happen. Um, we you know what? All right, we're just going to have to trust the system. <laughs> As ninja, you know how that works. Anyway, all right, so let me show you this. Uh, yesterday, a couple of days ago, I think it was yesterday, but anyway, so... This might end up showing up backwards, right? But I did this. Oh, there it is. Excellent. Okay. So um, somehow I'm backwards, but it's not. Anyway, uh, so life will change when, or life will only change when you become more committed to your dreams than you are to your comfort zones. Okay. And I would also add excuses. I know we call them reasons, but anyway. Uh, so if uh, blunt straight from the hip, me laughing at conventional wisdom and the shit people throw around, uh, a reason for the, you know, why they can't do things. Uh, that'll match also the shit that I throw rocks at, um, that people are, uh, you know, everybody wants to be that cool, tough guy, right? But they don't, they don't even give any thought to uh, what their name's going to be in jail when they're Bubba's cellmate. So, because um, that's a part of self-protection too. Anyway, all right. So let's uh, rock this around and see if I can make this work. Because uh, uh, I'm the technician and the... Uh, talking head uh, at the same time. So anyway, I've got some other stuff set off, set up uh, off screen and all that, because I'm going to be moving some things around and all that. But anyway, okay, so to during, uh, to during, da -da -da -da, during today's show, we'll be exploring some common myths about what you need to succeed uh, in your ninja training uh, and actually in any 
thing in life that is like big enough that you have to dream it to make it happen, right? We're not talking about um, the everyday accidental ling one step up, up from all the other animals on the planet, right? Uh, the eating, sleeping, shitting, existing kind of thing. We're talking about getting shit done, right? Making things happen, right? So I should probably shift this. So, cause I'm looking at one screen over here uh, and the camera's in a different spot and it looks like I'm going off to the side and I, anyway, I don't like that. So anyway, uh, what you need to succeed, right? Uh, so we're gonna look at some myths, uh, specifically from the martial arts side or from the self-defense side, um, because that's where we are at the moment, right? Uh, but I, I cover this for companies and executives and leaders and all that uh, from from those uh, directions as well, right? It's just easily, you just flip the switch and change the topic uh, and nothing changes about the lesson, right? Which is what's cool about principles and concepts, right? Tactics and strategies, right? And I'll talk about that in a bit. But anyway, right, so uh, we'll, we'll explore some common myths uh, about what people always say you need, right, or what people tell me right, they need, right, when they send me their little emails, help me send, sorry, I can't, right, uh, and we're going to talk about the one big thing that I have found that's critical to handling anything that would prevent you from staying the course, staying with it, and realizing your vision of mastery, okay, uh, if you got a chance to watch or listen to episode, what was that last one, 69, how can I forget that one, episode 69, right, um, when I talked about my, basically my origin story. And as a part of that, there was that moment. It was that moment that I set three goals for myself. Two were kind of tied together, but there was internal, there was external kind of thing. Uh, you know, and so that's the focus today. All right. So let me see if I can key things up and I'll be right back with you. So, the big question is this. How self-defense and success-minded people like us, concerned citizens worried about protecting ourselves, our loved ones, and the things we care about from the monsters we know exist in the world? How do we train in a way that gives us the skills, knowledge, and understanding we need without becoming paranoid fighters or killers ourselves, and yet still allows us to be the hero protector the world needs us to be? That's the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Jeffrey Miller, and welcome to Kudan Radio. Real training for real people in a real world. So that means it's time to get real. <laughs> anyway, uh, let me know what you think about the uh, the new intro opening and all that. I'm tossing notes around over here. Um, I, I'm trying to, uh, more than trying to, I don't know, sound like it's a professional podcast kind of thing. Um, for those of you who know me, uh, a lot of what I do uh, actually seeks to disqualify people, okay? Everybody else is out there trying to convince you to do their stuff, right? Um, I know that not just this art, but the way I approach it and uh, the way I do things tends to not be everybody's cup of tea. I'm not everybody's cup of tea, right? And some people need the 20-something, six-pack abs, eight, 12, 24-pack abs, whatever, case, right? <laughs> okay, uh, you know, but no life experience. Experience, no combat stuff. can just, you know, do cool moves in the dojo. They need them, right? They need the guy that walks around with his chest puffed out and all that, you know, bullseye on the chest where somebody could just shoot him from. They need that, okay? Um, and that's okay, right? That's okay. So a lot of things I put in place uh, are really designed to uh, allow people to 
relate to it if that's if it's relatable to them, right? Um, and or disqualify themselves if it's not. And I'm okay with that, right? We can still be friends, right? Um, we just can't be teacher student and have that kind of relationship because that would be stupid, right? Um, I don't need disciples and I don't need blind followers, right? Um, if again, if you listen to episode 69, right? Uh, you know, right? I, I talked about that childhood that I had with with that just extremely, extremely abusive stepfather, right? Um, and, and how we all walked on eggs, right? Uh, life was good sometimes, you know, it's always happy. We went and did things and all that, but and we just never knew when the, when the heat was going to drop or the, who knows, the lamp was going to fly or the shoe was going to fly, if you can relate to that little piece, right? Um, but if you listen to that, right, and even if you didn't, right, uh, there was a there was a defining moment, right, in my life as a child, and we're talking about the late '60s, early '70s kind of thing, right? So some of you, I don't know you might have still been around or might have been alive, ever, but anyway, um, there was this defining moment for this little kid who heard a commotion in what was just another in a series of arguments with my parents, and uh, but instead of hearing things being thrown or walls being punched or screaming or whatever, right? I heard this sickening groan and watched my mom stumble down the steps with this really distraught look on her face, holding her her uh, midsection, come down uh, into our living room. And at the time, I thought she was just lying down. Um, I was pretty sure that he hit her, right? And he hit us all the time, right? But I was pretty sure that he hit her. And then I watched the consciousness fade from her eyes, right? And it was the first time I ever watched a human being pass out, right? Um, and, you know, again, if you listen to the, to the episode, uh, uh, she came to, told me to go get help. I did that as quickly as I could. And somewhere in between the punch and her moving, lying down, uh, them, you know, ambulance showing up, rushing her off to the hospital, right? Uh, five days of trying to figure out why the hell she was moving, losing so much blood, right? Um, you know, again, late 60s, early 70s, it wasn't primitive medicine, but it wasn't what it is today, right? We didn't have MRIs and all that kind of stuff, right, to be able to just find it, right? So um, before they realized that he had broken a rib and in all the movement, that rib had cut up her spleen and she was, you know, bleeding internally and all that. But there was this. There was that defining moment. I can I can trace things back to that moment. I know it. I mean, it's one of those images that are just burned into my mind. But I know that moment, right? And that was that moment where I made that uh, made that 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 kind of a double bladed vow to myself, right? Um, so the vow, the first part of the vow, was to to grow up. Didn't know how I was going to do that at that age, but anyway, right? To grow up. And to become the type of person and to have the type of skills and knowledge. Now, then, I didn't have an almost 60-year-old brain and experience and all that to be able to put these kind of words to it, but I know that feeling, right? I'm, I, I'm sure if, if you're in this for the same reasons, you know that feeling too. And it might not have been you. It might have been you seeing something else and you were detached from it. You are a police officer or whatever, right? But there was that moment, right? And so, you know, I made that vow that I was going to, when I grow up, I'm never, ever, ever going to live in that kind of fear ever again. Right. And I'm never, ever, I'm going to be the kind of person that can stop 
those monsters, right? People like him from doing that kind of shit in the world, right? And getting away with it, right? Away with it. So, um, but that was a defining moment. And the reason why we're talking about that today, the reason why I want to talk about it, is I want to go more deeply into it. I'm not going to tell you a bunch of stories, um, but I want to talk about how without that, that kind of thing driving you, this is just another neat pastime. This is just another interest, right? Boy, fantasize about being a 16th century, 13th century, whatever, warrior in a 21st century world, right? It's kind of like the uh, the Jimmy Buffett song um, uh, about the pirate where he was born 400 years too late, right? So there's no more plundering, there's no more whatever, right? But I can get out on a boat and arr, pretend I'm a pirate, right? Uh, I can do the same thing with being a samurai or a ninja or a warrior or a superhero or whatever, right? Um, and I, trust me, when I go to Japan or when I, when I uh, go to seminars or when I see... I see a lot of these people walking around, right? Um, if you've been there, if you've been in really bad situations, if you've if you faced the monsters, right? If you if you know what that violence not just looks like, feels like, smells like, if you know it, then you also know what people look like who can truly handle themselves for the good or the bad, right? Some people are just strong and confident and they're compassionate and they're helpers, right? They're, they're protectors, they're saviors, right? And there's other ones that are just shit bags. Um, sorry, but they are, right? They're just, they're just, they're, they're tough, right? But there's a whole boatload of insecurity shit going on inside. They're still kids in an adult body, whatever, right? Uh, and you know it, right? Because they talk around just talking shit all the time, but they know how to fight. They know how to wipe your ass or wipe the floor with your ass, right? So... Um, but you can tell, right? And if you can tell that, then you can also look into the eyes of a lot of people, belt color be damned. <coughs> Excuse me. I should have gotten myself a drink before I got over here. Anyway, um, and you, you, you can look into their eyes and see that they don't have a violent bone in their body for use in either direction, right? But there they are, got that black belt green belt, purple belt, chartreuse belt, whatever, right? Um, and so, you know, they walk around, they got this thing, right? And they're doing their thing. And I don't mean that they don't mean well, but they should change the way they teach classes, let's just say, okay? So what really attracted me to my teachers, right, was that they laughed and joked and uh, grandmaster on down, right? Laughed and joked and all kinds of stuff, right? Because they were comfortable in their own skin and they already had this part of the, their, their lives taken care of, right? They, they, they knew they could handle danger, including knowing when that kind of danger was over their head. So that's where Ninjutsu comes in, right? Escaping to safety. You leave that shit alone. Mm, okay. There's, there's back alleys you don't walk down, regardless of the level of your black belt or the, the, the number of kata you know or skills you know or whatever. It's just That's just dumb, right? And there's also other situations you don't get involved in. Because no matter how much and how adamant you are mm, about protecting your family and your wife, and if they touch her, right? Who are you going to protect? How are you going to protect them from jail when you're <laughs> Bubba's done what he can do? And when you get out, the only job you're going to qualify for is a windsock at an airport. 
tie your ankles to the freaking thing and let the wind blow from the posterior through because that's just that's what you got okay nobody gives any thought to that because they're too damn tough for everything right except that sometimes you're not right so anyway um so what i want to do uh during this session probably not gonna be too long and besides that we get started late but anyway <laughs> anyway uh what i want to do is take a look at three of these common areas right so let me do this i'm going to shift everything to the whiteboard okay give me have a second Look at that, all right? I know, I'm not in it because Ninja disappeared. Anyway, let me move my shit around here. All right, so Sense is getting all like bad mouth today. Potty mouth, potty mouth, right? So anyway, all right, let me just make sure that the camera can see this and you don't need to see my smiling face and freshly shorn coconut. Anyway, all right, so um, just make sure I have my notes here, right? So uh, the three big things, right? The three big myths, right, is that, and people tell me this, they either write me emails, hopefully you can hear me okay, uh, got a new mic and all that because the one on my laptop is not uh, serving me the way it should, so I want to make sure that we're, we're good so far here. Okay, so, um, all right, so three big things, right, that I kind of see as the, as these, like, smaller dominoes, right, and what we're looking for is that one big thing, and I'm going to share a worksheet with you that I did with my my uh, inner circle guys uh, just uh, last, last week, right? Um, and that was more for goal setting in any direction, but we'll, we'll talk about this, right? So the, the three big things, right, is people say, uh, you know, if I could just have a clear path, right? And what they're really talking about, right, is if I could just have a program, right? And, uh, or some people say, you know, uh, more techniques, right? More techniques, right? No techniques for you. Anyway, more techniques, right? More, right? They want, no matter how much, how much they know, more, more, right? They're like freaking kata junkies, right? Um, or, right, they need a teacher or a dojo um, right there, right? Um, right there, okay? So anyway, so we're going to talk about these and, um, and uh, talk about why it's, they're not, not important, but they're not the big thing, right? The, bullshit right okay so let's talk about the program right people need a program they need a curriculum they need a whatever right so here's my question right I've seen this uh, for, for some time people hopping onto Facebook groups or forums or sending me emails or whatever right and they basically go like this um, I have this person's program I'm working through that person's program I train with that person who else has a program that I can go through? Okay, sounds like a fair enough question, right? Um, but what I hear is I've done this, 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 and this, and either one of two things is going on, right? Because I had a teacher, they had a program, and all that, right? Um, either they're a technique junkie, they need more, right? Or I think what's really going on is whatever they've done, it either feels like or they know there's holes in it, okay? There's, there's holes in what they've gotten or more likely what they've been doing either hasn't been explained well enough or does not match their knowledge about what, what attacks and combat and fights and all that are like in 21st century America, UK, England, India, Australia, a cat, wherever they happen to be in the world, right? That's not how 
that that's, that doesn't look like a fight, right? Okay, and we do those kata as well, right? We we do those, right? But the kata are a vehicle, right? Okay, they're they're supposed to be bringing to you not just moves, but the logic as to why the moves go together the way they do, right? If we ever ask that, right? Why does this next one come in when I could do that, that, or that, or that, or that, or that? Why this one, right? But because kata teach you how to steer and control a situation to a given ending, right? Because 60, 70% of the kata within the Bujinkan's nine schools all start almost identically. So what the hell, right? They just have different endings, right? So these are vehicles to carry the tactics, the strategic thinking, and all this other stuff that was passed down to be applied in context, right? That's what's missing from a, from a kata. If you only go down through the densho, the listing of the, of the kata, right? Da -da 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 -da, right? Okay, you get all this stuff, right? Monkey moves, I call them, right? But without the makimono, without the philosophy, without a, a given lineage's approach to things and the reason and rationale as to why they would do things, how the hell is that kata any different or better or whatever than you want you finding goju do karate or shotokan or aiki jujutsu? Okay. Well, you know, it's bujinkan, so it's better. Really? How do you know? Have you used it? Have you used the other ones? Can you actually do that comparison? Or is it just another egocentric, politically motivated bullshit statement where ego is assuming itself God, you know, like this is what I do, so it's best. Can you think of anything else you used to do in the past that was different, martial art or otherwise, different from what you do today, and then you were just as adamant about that being best too? It's just crap, right? So the, the program, yes, I agree, right? If you have what a program gives you a structure and a way to know where you're going, right? But if you're in a program where it's just okay, learn this stuff so you can learn this stuff, so you can learn this stuff, right? Okay. Um, how does that match what it is that you're looking for? Now, if you're just looking to learn any kind of martial art and have a belt and be able to show off and feel good, you know, confidence boosting up, great, right? But let's not confuse that with preparing for and training for self-protection, right? Let's also not confuse the schools in the Bujinkan, those nine schools that Hatsumi Sensei had Soke shipped to. Remember I said had because he's now retired and there are other Soke, right? I know he's still Soke, but um, anyway, uh, they don't have any basics. I mean, they have basics. They're just not laid out the way a lot of other systems are where – like, here's all the stuff for the new people who don't know anything, right? They all start at a point farther down the line for people who are already fighters and for people who already, as the, as the old saying goes, um, they already have heads in their closet, okay? They're trying to be better or not get their butt kicked by people that are in a, this lineage they're now trying to associate with, who it's very obvious to them that I'm good, but they're better, and I got to know that stuff. Not so I can beat them, but so I don't get beaten by people like that because they know stuff I don't know. So that's different, right? So if a program skips all the way over all that stuff that new people need to know, and the teacher doesn't know enough to be able to extrapolate things and pull them out, right, to, to, and to know where a beginner should start, okay? So my focus is self-protection, right? So 
very first module, very first four to six months of somebody training with me, they're not just learning stuff. They're learning the things necessary to handle the most common attacks that we have determined based on crime statistics and all that, right? Of the, you know, there's like a, what, an assault just in the U.S., but worldwide, this is not, a, not different in a lot of other places, right? But uh, just in the U.S., there's an assault once every 17 seconds. But, again, this is from my perspective, 95 to 98% of those are easily handled by what we call basics, okay? And there's a certain order in which you should go through to learn things. And I don't mean kata. I mean skills, tactics, and strategies, right? So uh, when you do that, now, you know, all those things that are most likely to happen to you by people that don't have any skill, they're just thugs or they're, they've got anger management issues and they reach out and smack somebody or they grab them or they bully them or whatever, those kind of things, right? Not talking about being attacked by a killer. I'm talking about being attacked by just somebody who's enraged and is just doing human animal aggression kind of thing, right? Okay. Body grabs and, 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 you know, punches of different types and kicks and things like that. But once you get a handle on the basics, not, not too difficult to handle, right? Right. The hardest part is getting over their rage or getting through their rage. Right. But you get that kind of stuff handled. Then if you stick around, right, then you can work on the other things. Right. So the people that stick around later in the program are learning how to handle the other two to five percent that aren't just throwing punches or kicks or grabbing you or whatever, right? Not fighting like everybody else, okay? They weren't, they're gonna leave you for, at best, beaten or broken, right? And at worst, hope your family looks good in black kind of thing, right? So the program is important as so far as it matches what it is that you need from day one, okay? So not knocking it, but it's a part of it, but it's not the one big thing, right? Because as long as whatever program you get involved in, need to or not, will handle that. Fantastic. Yeah. All right. So now that transitions over into more techniques, right? Okay. So um, a little segue here. I'm getting ready to release a new version of our Foundations of Self-Defense Mastery program. I'm like really jacked about this. It's basically our module one. Uh, leading from uh, white belt to black belt, right? So because in our module one, that's all about the stuff I was just talking about program-wise, right? Okay? But what I did while I was doing some research was, you know, there, there's everybody out online teaching stuff. And I don't just mean in, in the Bujinkan Nijutsu world. I mean, like there's the, the, on one extreme, you got the guys that are like, Learn this one magical technique that was a secret combatives thing from the commandos. Learn this and you can defeat any attacker anywhere, anytime. Bullshit. Anyway, right? so now is it true that you only need to learn one technique, that if you go through the right process, you'll literally rediscover all the other techniques and, uh, and all that? Yeah, of course, right? But one, and in 30 minutes, you'll be able and so we all know that that's a joke, right? And if you don't, Stop this right now, jump off and go somewhere else because you're not going to like me more and more as we go along, right? So, and then you have the other ones, right? That just freaking throw up on you, right? Here's 25 years worth of techniques and shit, right? Great. 
keep me busy for 25 years. Chances are I'm not going to do all this stuff because it's too much. Okay? There's a rule in psychology that a confined normally says no. Okay. So is it more techniques? Well, I want to see how far this would go. So in the process of redesigning the program, right? Because I've, I've got some stuff in this other program. It, it, it's cool. Like uh, earlier on, I talked about like, you know, if you screw this up and you uh, do things at the wrong time or step outside the self-defense um, uh, doctrine, right? You're going to be roomies with Bubba and your name's going to be not masculine, right? Um, so one of the parts of the, the new upgraded program is um, how to stay out of jail if you ever have to use your self-defense moves. That'd be important, you think, right? Um, how to know when to use things in the right context, those kind of things, right? So these are questions that people have. So I think that's more important than giving you another move. But anyway, in my research, right, I actually went out and bought a couple of these programs that people have, okay? Pulled out my wallet, pulled out my credit card, and bought some programs so I could see what was being offered, right? So here's the freebie. Okay, cool. You're teaching this little magical move, right? And then I go to this page, right? And you're you're going to give me 200 self-defense techniques. Awesome. I buy that, right? It's you know, 37, 67, 140, whatever, right? Buy that. Next thing you know, there's another there's another page that pops up, right? And instead of being the next thing the person needs to make better use out of what they just got, like I have programs like that too, right? Here's the program. Here's the do-it-yourself part because a lot of people want that, right? Here's this one, right? But the next thing that I offer, and nobody has to take it, right? But the next thing I offer is coaching. Would you like some help learning that stuff? Would you like to help? Like to have some help understanding the tactics and strategies and all that, right? But that's not what happens, right? The next thing that is being offered is, is a whole other uh, become invincible, and it's the same kind of crap that's being spoken. But the next thing is uh, get this upsell or get this upgrade kind of thing and you'll get 400 more techniques, right? And then I click on that and get that for the next piece, right? And then another one pops up and guess what? Maybe they ran out of techniques, but they're offering a DVD or whatever from somebody else teaching you 47 knife defense techniques or how to cut somebody to ribbons with a, with a butter knife. Right? Who, who knows, right? But anyway, just crap right? Just stuff on top of stuff, right? How about if you understand how it's supposed to work? Because you know what? Any monkey can learn the moves. That's just the reality, right? How's me sit I remember one time uh, I was in class and he was talking about uh, things like only needing one, uh, you only need one technique. And if you understand the Kionapo process, not the Kionapo eight techniques, the Kionapo process of making variations and variations of variations and all that, right? You'll eventually rediscover all of the techniques on all the scrolls, in all the lineages, and then a whole bunch more, right? But he was also talking about um, how anybody can learn those, right? And it doesn't matter how many you know and what color your belt is and all that, right? What matters, right, is are you learning from somebody who understands what it's like inside that bubble when rage and violence and all that's going on? Are you training with somebody or no more than like one step away from somebody who's trained that way, right? Or who has that experience, I was trained that way, who has that experience um, because they may not know all the techniques you know, okay? But they do know how you better be training if you're gonna survive because they know what it's like inside that. And they also know 
that inside that bubble, what everybody thinks sounds logical sitting around the kitchen table talking about how they would do things if they ruled the world, right? Um, they know that often inside that bubble, logic is backwards. Okay. So, well, you know, do you need techniques? Well, of course, right? You, but what you're really learning is how to use my body and my body parts against his body and his body parts to break down a human body as quickly and as effectively and efficiently as possible. But the reality is, is that there's only so many things you can do to a human body and only so many things you can do with a human body. There's a lot, but there's still a finite amount, right? And if you look across at what we do, you could find nearly everything in a whole wide range of martial arts, right? So when I tell somebody that, you know, I think that what I found, um, I mean, it does it for me, right? Um, and I looked a lot, right? Um, during that little path and that little journey I took, I, I, man, the martial arts encyclopedia of try that one, try that. Anyway, um, what I would say is that we're not better when it comes to moves and all that. We're better, I think we're better prepared to give students more options and a deeper understanding as to context, why, when, where, and how, and how to take that that class, classical stuff that everybody wants to stick to because it's it's easy to learn, right? You know whether you're doing it right or not or whatever, how to pressure test it and how to apply it against a 21st century attacker. Because no matter how much you want to fantasize. Okay? Although that reminds me of another story. Um, I was having a conversation with one of my friends, Chris. Um, anyway, we're, we're having this conversation a bunch of years ago. And we're talking about these false beliefs that people have in this shit that comes out of their mouths, right? And all these theories and all that. And he goes, you know, just every once in a while, I really wish there were a time machine, right? Because I'd like to take one of these guys, you know, with their theories, right? I'd love to take them back to like 14th, 15th century Japan to one of these little tea houses on the side of a mountain, like on Tuakushi or whatever, right? Where warriors hang out, you know, they don't really hang out, but he's stopping for tea and we'll go in, right? And I want to have this guy sit down right across from this warrior. Guy's got scars on him and, you know, he's obviously battle tested and all that. Just wants to sip his tea in peace. And I want this person to share their theory about sword or whatever it is, right, with this guy. Okay? So we were laughing, right? And what we came up with is probably what would happen is this warrior would stand up, invite this person outside, hand them an extra sword, right, and say, when this is over, I'll answer your question. If you win, I'll answer your question. <laughs> I think that'd be funny as hell. Anyway, all right, so more techniques aren't going to do it, right? What techniques do you need, right? That's why in our module one, the techniques that I give everybody are, uh, they're not necessarily the classical moves, but they're all about evasion and handling those 95 to 98% of, of uh attacks that people are more most likely to encounter today, right? And to handle it based on self-defense doctrine, right? Being able to communicate in a way and how to use the Kumai um, to not perfectly, but how to understand that their positions of safety and, 
and how they close windows and, and tactical angling and things like that. Because it's also, module one's also a sampling of things to come, right? And then if they stick around beyond that and they go into the next one, then we can look at long, long distance defensive angling. We can look at preemptive, um, uh, direct, uh, you know, get him first kind of thing. We can look at flanking maneuvers, right? All that kind of stuff, right? Anyway, all right. So the, the last thing that, that people tend to throw in, right, is that, you know, uh, long distance training doesn't work uh, because, you know, that you need to be right there with a teacher, right? Teacher needs to be correcting things and, right, you need a teacher to motivate you and, you know, you dojo, someplace you'll go to, right, where you can get all this stuff done and, and everything like that, right? And um, uh, not that having a teacher is a bad thing. I mean, obviously you need a teacher, right? Um, and I agree that with most long distance programs, what you end up getting is like, you know, texting or little things on Facebook pages or, you know, whatever, right? Um, it's one of the reasons why I worked actually actual weekly coaching calls in with students so we can bring up videos or we can discuss uh, other things and we can help them along and all that, right? So at least once a week, they're getting, you know, one-on-one -on -one contact kind of thing, right? Um, outside of coming to seminars and all that. So, um, but it's just, there's a whole bunch of bull going on with this as well, right? Because this only works if you show up for class, right? This only works if you pay attention to the teacher. And as far as like you need a teacher to motivate you, that's that's BS to the 10th power, right? For those math inclined people, right? Um, a teacher can't motivate you, okay? A teacher can't motivate you. They can inspire you to be better by showing you where things go, but motivate you? You can motivate people but one of two ways, right? You can vote, motivate them by a promise of a reward or a threat of punishment. But if we do that, <laughs> you can just quit, right? Maybe even sue the teacher. Yeah, they're going to want that, right? And as far as this goes, it's been my experience that belts only hold their luster for so long because eventually, especially if the program's not put together in a, in a way that, that causes the person to recognize growth and all that kind of stuff outside of this symbol, right? It just becomes another colored piece of cloth we're trying to get for learning and performing another group of moves. And eventually it just, it loses its luster, right? So I think that's problematic as well, right? So let me shift back over here, bring my microphone with me. <clears throat> and so uh, what I, uh, what somebody say here? Shoshi, I believe the goal is to achieve the mind, no mind. Am I correct in this thought? Um, that sounds awfully Zen and philosophical. What I'm really talking about is um, something more primal. Okay, I'll talk about this here in just a minute, right? Can hear you just fine here. Awesome messages from, okay, all right, anyway. All right, so um, I'm just trying to see Eric and Greg and all those kind of folks that are posting some things. So anyway, all right, so um, <clears throat> the one big thing, right? So let's go back to my story from episode 69, right? That moment, okay? That moment where I vowed that I was going to grow up. And I know people make promises and vows and state dreams and goals and all that kind of stuff, right? So this has to be a, this has to be a, 
burning, 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 burning desire, right? Um, I'm pretty sure hate was a part of it as well, right? So part of it was, again, uh, I was going to grow up to be this person that would not, would not live in fear of people like this, right? And I would be able to handle them, okay? And as an outgrowth of that, being able to handle them myself. So the internal drive was, I don't ever, 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 ever want to live in this kind of fear ever again, right? But at the same time, I also recognized that to do that, I had to have the ability to stop the monsters when they showed up. Then a natural outgrowth of that was, what about everybody else, right? Because I watched my mom get beaten. I watched my brother and sisters get beaten, right? Um, and then, you know, so part of my path was I decided to be a, become a cop and do that. And then I just got to see all kinds of forms of abuse and crap, right? So then it, then it switched. It just became, you know, protecting other people from the monsters, right? And then that became problematic, right? So <laughs> here I am teaching other, I'm protecting other people by teaching them how to protect themselves and others, right? So uh, it was kind of coming a full circle. But the big critical thing that, yes, you need a program, you need structure, right? Far too many people are jumping around on YouTube and wherever videos they can find, Vimeo, YouTube, and all these other places, right? Collecting techniques, so they're buying DVDs and, and crap, or they're going to seminars or whatever, right? And there's no logical progression, right? And then, you know, they're getting promoted to rank based on feel, right? Not knocking how anybody gets promoted, right? My question is, how do you know where you are in the process, right? So uh, in, this, in this new release of the program, right? Now, this is a module three workbook, right? But this is something I made up for my people that train with me in the dojo and are in my long distance program and all that, right? So five modules between white belt and black belt, not, not your typical, here's a belt, here's a belt, here's a belt. Each module has three belt levels in it and the belts are laid out in a beginner, intermediate, and advanced thing. Can't take credit for it. I borrowed that system from a previous teacher, right? But it was a logical progression for growth. And so people could always know where they were in the program, right? But again, people get stuff, right? They get a whole, here's a whole book. White belt to black belt, doom, 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 doom. Here's all your stuff. Learn this stuff, test for this belt. Learn this stuff, test for this belt. Um, in, in the workbooks, right, so, um, and again, I'm a big fan of, of the life mastery stuff that came right along with it, not just combat techniques, hence the mandala up here, right? So, so there's a way for somebody to track goals, when they should be testing, how that should work out to be uh, testing for their for their, uh, their black belt, right? Now, again, I'm, I, I guess I grabbed a youth one, right? But Because I, I have a separate uh, thing for my youth students that I have for my adult students, slightly modified, but there's certain things I'm not giving kids because it's like giving a gun to a baby. So that would be stupid, right? But they're pretty much the same, right? So ignore this part up here, right? But it talks about what, what realm we're in from a personal characteristic side, right? recognizing and seizing opportunity, not just in a self-defense situation, right? But in life for success. Atsumi Sensei has said that um, all have a responsibility to not just be successful, to be, but to be rich. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean it's money, right? But 
how do you have enough resources to take care of you and yours if you're constantly giving to others? Or if you don't have enough to take care of you and yours, how do you give to others without draining the battery, right? So there's all kinds of things that go with it, right? But there's all these little, for those of you who've been around for a while, you know that like I'm huge on frameworks, right? So uh, uh, frameworks for uh, success, right? Uh, students are expected to train uh, two days a week, make up all missed classes, practice at least 15 minutes a day, right? So people go, 15 minutes? See how much stuff I know? How do I practice all that in 15 minutes a day? You prioritize. If you don't know how to prioritize, then you probably don't know that process either, right? And then uh, intermediate, uh, first intermediate levels, da, 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 right? So this uh, outlines what's going on at that level. The focus, uh, an outline of not the techniques themselves, but the tactics and strategies that the techniques teaching, right? So, oh man, what else? Uh, then there's a couple of pages with just you know list of the tech of the skills that they're going to be learning, right? And then uh, things are in workbook format, right? So there's technique examples of how the skills go together against certain types of attacks, but there's lots of blank space, and I suggest punching, doing a three-hole punch in one of these things and putting it in a in a, in a uh, uh, three-ring binder, right, with some extra notebook paper, so you can take notes. You're in an educational program. Act like you're being educated. Act like you're trying to learn something, right? Instead of just like, I'm a martial artist. Yeah, no, I don't think so. Martial student, martial scientist, studying, exploring, and all that. The artist is somebody that look that knows it so well that they can appear to break the rules to get things to work, right? So are you really an artist? Well, I don't know. I've seen some artwork at certain museums. I guess some people are. Just throw some paint on a canvas and give it a name. Got it. Anyway, right? So there's a bunch of that stuff. And then the last part of the book, some of the books uh, like this one, uh, I don't have that part connected to, with it at the moment, have some supplemental worksheets and stuff like that, right? Uh, ways to uh, track and gauge uh, your stretching and range of motion and, and that kind of stuff, right? Um, but the last part of the, the workbook uh, gives the outline for testing at each level, right? Including vocabulary. I mean, I've gone so far as here's vocabulary words and I phonetically sounded it out so you can't butcher the Japanese language more than you might already do so, right? So ashi, instead of somebody saying ashi or ashi or whatever, right? Ashi. <laughs> right. <laughs> so anyway, right. Um, questions. Uh, there's uh, required reading in here, uh, you know, so we, I can make sure that people are are learning more than just cool moves. Right. Do you understand why the past masters put it together the way they did? Do you understand why they passed it down the way they did? Do you understand what problems they were trying to solve? OK, so anyway, that's. That's a pro. That's part of a program, right? There's techniques and skills in there, right? I'm the teacher, right? There's dojo. We have our online thing and all that, right? But I'm going to go back to that one big thing. Why? What's your why? I know what my why was. I know what my why still is. Until there's no more violence out there in the world, and if you've been watching the news, I don't care which side of the political divide you're on, right? I'm sorry. The pacifists have become the most aggressive people and the people that are the school of acceptance have become the most unaccepting people. 
right? So you have a choice. You can do what weak people did back in ancient Japan and bow down and say whatever you were supposed to say to not get your head lopped off, right? Or you could be the warrior, stand for your ideals, right? And be that person that held the line. So anyway, right. Uh, but the one big thing, what is your big thing? What is the thing that if your the program you're in um, changes or the teacher, right, retires, dies, whatever, right, and you're in between things or life gets in the way, right, that you're still going to practice, you're still going to do, I'm pointing at things you can't even see at the moment, but I'm pointing at my whiteboard, right, you're, you're going to follow that program and you're going to practice because if you don't, you know what you won't be able to do and you know what you're going to be stuck with doing, right? Um, techniques, right? Just how many techniques do you need? Okay. Do you know right now, based on ESP, what the situation is going to be like that you get dumped into? How many people in the world, here's an even better question. How many people in the world are really good with a classical ski? How many people? Well, at this point, eh, maybe a couple thousand out of the hundreds of thousands who've learned it, right? But I'm not worried about most of them. 99.9% .9 of the time, I'm not worried about being attacked by somebody like that, okay? Because one, I'm friends with a lot of them. And two, if they're training for the right reasons and they're so scattered, I'm probably not going to run into it. Am I prepared for it? Sure I am, right? But I'm, I think it's more important for somebody right up front to learn how to deal with a jab and a right cross or an uppercut, right? and a rising shin kick to the groin or a roundhouse to the rib cage or the head or whatever, then being attacked from Sagan they'll come with a ski. Does that mean we don't do them? No, of course not. But we do it as a model so you can learn how that logic gets applied to something you're going to deal with out there. Okay? But what's the big thing? Because without it, you'd, you're going to get distracted. You're going to quit. You're, you don't have anything to gauge against, right? Mine were pretty big things to gauge against. Right? I don't want to live in fear from these monsters. I don't want to become a cocky asshole either because, look, I learned this stuff, so now I'm going to treat people any way I want because what are they going to do? Punch me? Kick their ass? That, that's the way a lot of black belts talk that started in the martial arts as bullied people, but they didn't get the balance from the life training either. Right. So I didn't want to be that person, but I also I wasn't out to be a fighter, a thug, uh, uh, what do you call him? A uh, wasn't out to be a, a trophy winner or MMA. But well, they didn't have MMA back in the day. You know what MMA was back in the day? Ninjutsu. Ninjutsu was MMA before MMA was cool. OK, unless you are looking at the Ninjutsu esque thing, the Budo Taijutsu, Nimpo Taijutsu kind of thing that people have crystallized into a martial arts option among martial arts options um, and not the core of what is supposed to be going on. So anyway, so um, uh, what's your thing, right? What is the thing that will keep you going and keep you training um, when you're ill, when you're in a confined uh, situation, environment, whatever. Like when I was in the military, right? There was a year and a half because of 
crap that was going on in the world and my job that I couldn't take my one to three times a year from whatever foreign country I was in and go to England or the States or whatever to train with my teacher. So much so that a year and a half later when I went back and I'm ready to go, right? Um, He looked at me and said, oh, oh, I, I thought you quit. No, sir. Okay. Of course, that same seminar, I skipped two belt ranks when I tested because during that year and a half, all the stuff I had, I still, I still practiced. I found training partners, and when I didn't, couldn't, couldn't find, there's another excuse people have, right? I made my train with. Really? So there's nothing in this art, right, that you can't do solo. Seriously, you're so focused on just that one thing, right? Wow. Okay. Good luck. So, um, but. What's going to get you through those things? What's going to get you through a pandemic when you can't go to the dojo because everybody's locked out? I don't know, training secret or pull things out, right? Any con solo from the defender side and the attacker side. What a great way to practice your break falls or your leaping or whatever if you practice every any kata from the from the attacker side. And then as you're being, you know, balance is being broken or you'd be going or whatever, from that position – you have to do gyakunage, uh, like a reverse th- uh, roll, or you have to leap to catch yourself or whatever, so that when you're finally back with a training partner, now all you have to do is put that fine-tune it in context with another body, right, which will show you maybe where your errors were or where, you know, you need to go even farther in a certain direction or, or other ways that you might have to look at it, right? So... Um, you know, for those again, for those of you who have been around for a while, you know that um, for me, partner training is one of four pillars. And that's just for unarmed, right? We go to unarmed stuff, and then we're looking at six to eight pillars, right? We're building the Parthenon, right? So, but one of four pillars, right? And it has a very specific purpose behind it, beyond having fun and feeling like you know, 13th century warrior. Okay, so. <laughs> Maybe this isn't such a good thing. When when we were just doing the the audio stuff in a radio station, you might have been able to guess at what I was doing with my body or my facial expressions or whatever based on uh, language and tone. Oh shit! Now now on live, uh, you'll know. Anyway, and I laugh at a lot of this stuff, and I know I'm throwing stones at conventional wisdom, but I you know. <laughs> I'm such a big proponent of of things that most people think they're too tough for, you know, like recovering from PTSD after a self-defense situation when your own system backfires on itself, you know, because either you're cooking off that adrenaline by strutting your stuff and, you know, I trained for all these years to let somebody touch me, kill them. How many people are listening, right? And then when you have to go face the, you're trying to look all remorseful in your three-piece suit like an upstanding citizen, except that they, you know, a bunch of witnesses that heard you talk like a vigilante. We will miss you. Anyway, so, um, all right. So, again, I want to talk about this. As, as we progress on, I'm going to be, uh, you know, talking about more and more of these little things, right? I know everybody wants to talk about moves, right? But, shit, some of you guys are watching this live on YouTube, right? How many more techniques do you need? I know some people know what they're doing 
and some people don't in the summer in the middle and, and all that. And how do I know? And well, then find a teacher that you can trust and will help you along, right? But as long as you're doing the do-it-yourself route, right? And you want to do it the free route and you, okay? So I don't, it, it, more techniques than you can shake a stick at, as they would say, right? Uh, program, do what most people do. Make up your own, okay? You know, you can be the grandmaster of tic-tac-do-ru this week. Who gives a shit, right? Um, you know, teacher, dojo, you know, whatever, right? Um, you can do what a lot of people did as I was coming up through the ranks, right? Just go to Japan, right? So I, I go to Japan for like two weeks at a time, right? I, I probably log, what am I logging? Uh, anywhere between 30 and 40 hours of training. Is that right? No, wait, let me back that up. Classes are an hour to hour and a half. Typically, they're about an hour and a half. And so I do five to eight a week, so 20 to 25 hours of training, right? Not counting all the walking and pilgrimage to the different places to do my research on, on historical things and, and all that stuff, right? So, um, but when I'm there, right, there were core teachers that I trained with because their primary focus was different, right? Same lineage, right? Trail Hatsumisate, then train with this guy because it was self-defense reality, right? He would flat out look in the eye and say, screw this up, you're going to die. That was Nagato Sensei, right? Um, uh, go to Isuka Sensei's dojo, right? Same thing, but more, here's the classical kata, get that right. Now we're going to go to second phase transmission, third phase transmission. Now we can use it on the street kind of thing, right? But he'd look at you and go, you know, <laughs> you can't do a good killer attack where I need 2000 year old secrets. I don't need to do this stuff to defend against that shit. Right. So very specific, right. Or go to Sensei, Seno Sensei's class where it was about um, very precise movement. Right. Okay. Here and the techniques working, you come over and grab your body and move you like two degrees and your partner's screaming. And of course we're doing soft training, right. I'm not intending to hurt my partner, but it's not about soft, like don't hurt him. It's soft, don't try to hurt him because the techniques hurt all by themselves. You don't have to try. If you're trying, then you don't know what you're doing. I mean, if you're trying to hurt them, then either you have a psychological disorder or right, whatever. So um, Trey Sensei was all about balance control, yours and theirs and that kind of thing, right? So I had this, this group, but there were people that, that went and I go, oh, are you staying for this class or who are you training with next? And he go, oh, I'm going back to my room. Uh, I come here. And then he puff out their chest and they go, I only train with Hatsumi Sensei, right? And then they would try to say, right, um, I'm one of Hatsumi Sensei's personal students, right? I don't, didn't try to start shit or whatever, but, you know, does Soke know that? <laughs> that kind of thing, right? So um, anyway, just, just stuff, right? So, but, but the, the crux is, right? What's the big thing, right? So anyway, um, if you're somewhere in the training and you want to, you know, uh, you want help or anything like that, um, you can uh, write me an email, right? At warrior C, W-A-R, know how to spell the word warrior. I'm not going to do it. Warrior C, the letter C, at warrior-concepts-online.com, dash as in hyphen, right? I, I say dash anymore because some people, hyphen, what's it? No, hyphen. Hyphen dash minus sign, 
right? So Warrior C at warrior-concepts-online.com. Uh, you know, if you if you want to uh, get on a call with me and we'll chat a little bit, right? Uh, put call request in the subject line. Otherwise, leave it alone because I'll probably make fun of you. And, and don't ask me like, what should I practice next? Right? I have no idea what the hell you're practicing now, right? Uh, I'll tell you the same thing. One of my teachers used to tell me when 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 somebody would walk up and go, "What should I be working on?" He'd go, "What do you hate to do the most?" Do that because you're probably not doing that at all. Okay. Everybody wants to practice the stuff they're already good at. That's not practice. That's showing off. That's stroking ego or something else. And anyway, it's just it's just you know. So and and he would even push it farther for some of us. And he'd go. Think long and hard before you answer what you don't like the most, because what you don't like the most is probably not even on the list that you're thinking of right now. You did you dislike it so much it's not even on the list. So that's not getting any practice at all. Start there, right? But anyway, right? Um, and if you're looking for you know maybe a, a new start or a, you're looking to start uh, from the ground up or whatever, I'm going to be re-releasing that Foundations of Self-Defense Mastery, and I'll, I'll talk about that here. Uh, maybe tonight or tomorrow, I'm just going to have to get some pages finished out so that people can enroll uh, and get into it. But there will be a do-it-yourself version, and there will be uh, an opportunity that if somebody gets into that, they can add on uh, coaching, right? None of my stuff is, is implied that you're automatically going to get that um, because some people think they can wing it, right? They think they can uh, translate. And I get it. Some people are where they are financially wife won't let them. So they have to like sneak out of bed at 2 a.m. and train because they will get in trouble with a three-year-old little boy or whatever. Right. Um, but uh, I don't automatically just throw coaching out at people um, because that becomes a, a, a deeper commitment. Right. Okay? And it's group coaching, right? First on is group coaching. Anybody wants to do private stuff. Uh, for those of you who complain that other Instructors are charging a lot. Uh, try to get a brain surgeon to opt on you for a buck ninety-two because that's what you think you'd be charging. Okay? After he spent hundreds of thousands of dollars and probably close to twenty-five years of study and residencies and internships and and fellowships and all that to become this guy, you would trust to operate on your head. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so, but it's group coaching. But it's that it's that touch that most people need. But anyway, I'll, I'll let everybody know how that's going to go. I didn't get to the worksheet. Uh, you know what? What I'll do is I will um, uh, I will post um, I'll post a link uh, to this. It's a two-page worksheet. Uh, my one big thing that I'm trying to improve. Uh, now this this is for my folks folks that are going through the, the Mikio stuff as well because we borrowed some of these characters, um, and there was a whole class that I did for them on how to use. Uh, even movie characters or characters from books or whatever, if you don't understand the the ones off the model and stuff like that, right? But how do I how do I use that? But then, uh, kind of the one that I'm going to borrow from. But we can even skip over that one and just jump down into uh, things that get in the way of the success, right? So, what are my false or flawed beliefs or habits? What beliefs are getting in the way of my own success? What are my false beliefs about me? Right? What are my false about others? What are my false beliefs about the approach, the vehicle? Some people would say, Nijitsu sucks. Really? Okay, so what is it about it that sucks? Well, it's fake. That's not telling me anything, dude. That's not telling me how it sucks. That's not, that's not telling, well, it's not real for the, you need to give a better baseline because what I hear is a three-year-old throwing out stuff, right? 
kind of like, anyway, right? And then uh, how would my hero character, this is using a role model kind of process, right? Get things done, but this is the big thing, right? So when it comes to people not, not training or uh, not sticking to it or constantly using the phrase, I gotta get back to training, I gotta restart. Hearing some people tell me that since I got online in 2004, five, say, something like that, right? Same thing, same statement. Really? When are you going to start? Okay. But what's getting in the way? What are the things? What are these false beliefs? Just like the beliefs that I had up there that are myths, they're common things about you, you need a good program and you'll be successful. You need more techniques and you'll be successful. You need a teacher or a dojo, you'll be successful. Not if you don't apply them. Okay. Okay. Because some people that need a teacher in a dojo, what they really mean is they want to train and need to do, but there's no teachers or dojos around them because they're surrounded by martial arts teachers and those taekwondo and tic-tac-toe and whatever, right? But they want need to do, but they're not willing to figure out how to train to, or how to, how to get everything together, the money, the time, the whatever to go get it or to host a seminar and bring the teacher to them. Okay. Yes, I do understand. I did it. <laughs> that was my path. So I, I don't want to hear it. I really, really, I, I'll call you on your shit. I, I really will. Because my teachers called me on my shit. So why should you be any different? Right. And if you think about the way Hatsumi Sensei trained, Hatsumi Sensei lived across Hue Island, right? Before bullet trains, hopping a train, sleeping on a train overnight, going to train with a teacher for a day or three, going back, going right back to work, hard stuff, you know, just no time, no what. So if he did it, what the hell, right? Everybody thinks that their situation is unique and everybody thinks that um, whoever was successful had to either have cheated or lied or manipulated or been wealthy or had some kind of benefit that this person is not privy to. And they don't want to, they don't want to stop to believe that that person had the same issues they did, but that other person was willing to figure out how to make it happen because doing it, was imperative, not living in fear, being able to handle the monsters myself and being able to protect other people from the monsters, that was an imperative. That wasn't, that'd be nice, that'd be cool. Maybe I'll do that someday. Now's not the best time. Anyway, I've got to bring something up here so I can round this out correctly. I apologize. There's all kinds of weird little things I have to do now. But anyway, um, so I don't see any other questions or comments. I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up because I actually have to get ready for class here at the dojo. So I'm going to do that. Uh, but if you have any questions, comments or whatever, and the little comment thing is open in whatever, uh, whatever uh, platform you're on, by all means, type some stuff in. I'll try to keep up with as, as many as I can. What I can promise is that I read them all. I just don't often have the time to answer them all because uh, the email about this particular episode went out to 4,200 people on my email list. Okay. And that's a small list compared to what I expect to have in the next six months. Okay. So I can promise that I will read them all. I can't promise that I'll be able to answer them all, but if I can, I will, I will get to it. If what you send to me would make a really awesome freaking topic, trust me, I'll, it, it'll end up on one of these episodes. Okay. Um, if you just want to ask questions, uh, then I'll do some of these too, where I'll just go through and I'll answer questions for folks. I think it'd be cool. Um, uh, I'm, I'm planning on doing these more than once a week now. 
a couple of times a week. Um, I'm going to shoot for every day, which means it'll probably happen about three times a week. But anyway, so if you have any questions, comments, you know how to get a hold of me. Uh, we're going to start getting seminars and all that kind of stuff back on the schedule. Um, you know, keep your ear to the ground. And if you like what I'm doing, great. I'm here to help you out. If you don't, no harm, no foul. Uh, if you feel the need to troll and, and write out things in the comments or whatever, I'm only going to read them and laugh. Uh, and uh, but yeah, other people will already have jumped on it. Um, not that I need any defenders, but that's okay, right? I, for, for me to worry about trolls, um, and if I do get serious about it, right? If you push, if you push a button or two, what I'll probably do is I'll click, especially on YouTube, I'll click on your name, and go to your page and see what kind of videos and training you're offering other people to protect them from the monsters. And we'll just call it a day, right? Anyway, that's it. I'm going to wrap this up. I will talk to everybody again next time, maybe tomorrow. I'll see you later. Get more of Uden Radio. Subscribe to your favorite podcasting site or subscribe at ModernNinjaWarrior.com.